is Andy Burnett, District Manager of Malco Theaters, and you're listening to my favorite podcast, OB Pod. Evening, Cash. Evening, Zach. Man, brother, how's your week as always? Man, it felt a little action-packed. I don't know if it was all because of one day or just the whole week coming up, but it, it was really nice. Yours? Uh, pretty low-key, I'm not going to lie. Oh, uh, okay. I hope you have something good to talk about because I ain't got much. I've got quite a bit, or at least it feels like it. So I went down to our brother pods, Neck of the Woods, down in Hernando. I don't know if anyone saw it, 95.3 The Rebel, but we were down at Principal of Toyota for a an adoption thing. Fantastic. I tried to steal a whole bunch of kittens. They, they were almost like accessories. We're putting them in pockets, hoodies. They're hanging out with us, looking adorable. We had a couple of photos. One got lost in my hair. Had a blast with that. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's up there all in all its glory. It uh, was really nice. Yes, I remember this. I commented on it. Called you a ham. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. And gave you the nice little wink back, a little honey ham. You know, yes, I, I'm a yes. little sweet. You know, got to let the people know. Yeah. But okay. we had a whole bunch of dogs. We're trying to get adopted. Poppy, she's a nice little beagle. We had a lot of fun playing with her and a whole bunch of others. And they have a slew of puppies going on right now that are the, the adorableness out of this world. Yeah, I'm. I'm a. Uh, I'm gonna try to make sure my wife doesn't listen to that because uh, she'll be asking me to go get it. But uh, the most important part was crawfish. Uh, I was down there for the craw- 17th annual Mudbug Bash. Got to see the Grizzline. I don't know if you've ever been able to see them at a Grizzlies game. Fantastic. They go out above and beyond before you even walk into the stadium. But got to eat some crawfish. I unfortunately brought us shame. There was a crawfish eating contest between me and the owner, and this dude has to have a third arm when it comes to peeling these things. <laughs> I don't understand it. He was three down before I'd even twisted the first head, and like, is I'm sorry, you know, I so brought you embarrassed shame. us. I, I did. You and me, we got to get into you know a few mud bug <sighs> eating contests beforehand next year. I got to do some training. You know, I'm going to need uh. you to be my Adrian. You know. Teach me the ways I'm not and everything. Be Adrian, man, I, I, I need something. I'll be Mick, <laughs> give me a little bit of Mick. Give me some Mick. How dare you I, call me Adrian? I, <laughs> anyway, I, I, yeah, I, I got the Rocky theme music going on in my mind right now. Uh, there's no doubt about that. But I, I, I'm rattled. Like I, I still can't. Two years in a row, he has just wiped the floor with me, and I don't understand it. Had a blast doing all of that, and it was a great week. So, how was your week? Man, I can't complain. It wasn't anything too exciting. I didn't get to go eat mud bugs or anything like you did. Um, instead, I had the fun of shooing away the news stations over there at my school, which that's a, uh, that's a little story, and uh, we'll get to that at the end of the announcements. But um, now, I, what I will tell you is, is that I got to talk to Brian Couch. He called me up and was letting me know how things were going and checking in on us as a podcast, and mm-hmm. I really appreciated him on that. And, uh, you know, I, I had to congratulate him personally because, you know, we didn't mention it last week that this was his fourth time being voted DeSoto's Best. I know we mentioned it last week he was DeSoto's Best, but I didn't realize it was his fourth time and we didn't mention it. So I had to tell him, like, you know, dude, that's that's freaking awesome. Like I tell all our listeners here, any advertiser and so on, we usually know most everybody who advertises with us personal because we have worked with them in some capacity or have done some kind of business with them. And there's just not any really anybody better when it comes to buying and selling real estate. I mean, the guy works in Olive Branch, all over DeSoto County, Hernando, you name it. And his group over there at Birch Realty is just absolutely phenomenal. The entire group has over 64 years of experience. They've done over 25,000 closings, and that's all since 2009. They are currently ranked nationally when it comes to realty team. 
They have a full-time service group, which means they're always available. And get this, Cash, and right now, they're offering a free market analysis on your home right now. Who does this? And to me, that's the big thing because you don't necessarily know what your house is worth, but they're coming in and giving you an exact thing. And this is all for free. And who knows, you might be looking to get out of the area because of annexation or other things. Yeah, I mean, look, here's the reality. If it's no obligation, which is what this is, then what do you have to lose other than a free analysis? I mean, if you have the slightest inkling that this is a time to sell, because it is 100% a seller's market. Brian has told me personally that a house typically right now, especially if you're in Olive Branch, Hernando, these areas, Lewisburg especially, a house doesn't make it 48 hours. I mean, that's just the reality. And a lot of times, if, if you're even thinking about selling your house and you let the one person know, you might get offers before you even get to talk to a realtor. This is where you need to have this experience. This is where you need to talk to Brian and his team to understand truly what your house is worth and get top dollar. Don't don't miss out on this opportunity, guys. Go check them out. That is at teamcouch.com. Or if you want to talk to them personally about that market analysis, go visit them right now over at teamcouch.com. Or you can call them at 662-449-1700. And let them know that OBPod sent you and get that free market analysis. ASAP. Let's get to our announcements. First, we want to give you a quick annexation update. Now, everybody's been asking us, when is the annexation actually supposed to start? When is appeals? Has the city started appealing? All that kind of stuff. Well, first of all, let's go ahead and clear all the mud, the murkiness here. Everything is still in process. Judge Lynchler has given his map or what you would call his decision on what he thinks is the appropriate area to be annexed. Well, that map has to actually be put into a legal description via the attorneys. When those attorneys finally get that done, which it does take time, and like I said, it is a process that we move at the speed of government, which means <laughs> grinding halt. I don't know if you've ever seen a snail in a race, but it's something along those lines. Yes, maybe slower. Anyway, once that is finally done, that is considered a final decree. Then a 30-day window opens up, and this is when anyone can appeal that decree Okay, or that decision, then that's when it kind of becomes official official is whether or not an appeal happens within that 30 days. If an appeal happens, then, you know, it goes through that process. If an appeal doesn't happen, then it goes through the process from that point forward. Look, we're going to let you know the second we hear any news on this. Keep stay tuned with us. We're going to stay on top of it. Cash, I got to hang out at Hatcher Landscape over the weekend for a pretty special event. And I think there's nobody better to describe what happened and what's going on over there other than COO Russ Sneed. Russ, how you doing today, brother? Zach, thank you so much for having me. Um, yeah, so yesterday we had an employee appreciation event. We had over 300 people out. Uh, Ron Bobel was manning the grill. And tell you what, that's the best hamburger that uh, I believe I've ever had. We had the moon bounces going. We had a bunch of activities out at our landscape center there off of Center Hill Road. We had a money machine going, so we had a lot of the families that went home with probably twenty to to fifty dollars. That was really fun to watch. So tons of camaraderie. It was from eleven a.m. to three p.m. over the weekend. Yeah, it was. I'll tell you, I was blown away. <laughs> no pun intended. To see, uh, you know, the the founding member, you know, uh, Mr. Hatcher out there with a megaphone and dumping money into that uh, that machine and letting those people go wild with it. Uh, you could just see that there was an energy and exuberance out there and everybody was having a good time. And it's just not something you see every day. Every week we talk about how great this company is. Why don't you tell the listeners what kind of company it is, what kind of offerings y'all have, the process application, because there there's a lot of jobs open as we talk about every time, but... I think people need to understand how easy it is to get in the front door. 
Yes, absolutely. So hatcherlandscape.com, just real quick, uh, for those that don't know, we have four divisions. So a residential maintenance division, a commercial maintenance division, a landscape construction division, and then a, a lawn spray business that's master lawn. You actually hear that uh, later on the OV pod. But uh, as far as the positions available, we have crew members and, and foremen uh, on each of those landscape maintenance and construction crews, that looks like a, a $14 per hour starting uh, wage, but that goes all the way up to, to the 20s and so on. On the construction team, that starts around $16 and you know into the mid-20s for the construction foreman. A really good position right now is the irrigation technician. So that's a $25 plus type of role right now. And the fourth uh, division is master lawn. So uh, around $16 to come in as a, as a technician. And then with a license, you can get up into the uh, 20s. We do also have an account manager position on the residential maintenance side. So that's a $55,000 to $75,000 type of job plus commissions. Uh, that's to take care of the higher end uh, residential uh, maintenance landscape customers. And then there's, there's other uh, currently open. But something that I'm extremely excited about is tomorrow we're actually kicking off for the full year a $4,000 show up safety incentive. So each quarter, our teammates that are showing up on time and, and safely, they're earning $500 after every three months. And then at the end of the year, uh, if they keep that same record, there's a $2,500 Christmas bonus. And that is for every single crew member, every single foreman on our team. And just pretty excited to have the opportunity to, to speak to the Olive Branch community. That's awesome, Russ. I, I think anyone listening that is just even considering the idea of a career change or looking for a true place to have a career and feel like a family atmosphere, you're, you're offering it with unmatched pay. Uh, I know y'all have 100, 100% better benefits than most. And you know your motto is hire for life. So uh, I can't thank you enough for coming on and giving us a few minutes of your time and explaining all these wonderful opportunities as well as the things you're doing for current employees. So again, from OBPod and the community, I do want to say thank you. Well, on behalf of, of Michael Hatcher and the rest of our team, uh, Zach, we really appreciate the, the opportunity to partner with you guys and listen to you every week. And thanks so much and uh, look forward to seeing you guys out in the community. Thanks again, Russ. Really appreciate it. Something that's going to be affecting a lot of our listeners and take some getting used to is Bancorp South switching over to Cadence Bank. They're going into a merger and it's not going to wipe away the 145 years that Bancorp South, formerly known as the Bank of Mississippi, has given us. It's just something that's going to allow them to grow and take a little getting used to. You know, Cash, I got to tell you, as a Bancorp South customer, this is uh, kind of disappointing. I get that, you know, it's progress and this is a big merger and it could mean a lot of good things for the bank overall and its employees and possibly customers. I get that. But, you know, there, there is something to say when it comes to name value and when oh, you look yeah. at something. And, you know, and the plus, I know a lot of people who work for Bancorp South. Our brother podcast, Derek, I mean, he he is a big wig at the Hernando branch of Bancorp South. And so, you know, I even talked to him about it and he let me know, you know, this is going to be a little bit of time making mm-hmm. this change. It could be up to a year. You know, there's some other things still have to become to progress. But, I mean, just the other day, I was in the Bancorp South there at 
305 and Old Goodman Road, which is that kind of unique-looking building. And I was talking to their, one of their head honchos, Randy Hershberg, and he was helping me out with a personal loan. And it's just something to be said that I've always known that place. I've known Randy for a long time. To be able to walk in there and have that personal experience, and you're just used to hearing the names Bancorp Sal. Absolutely. You know, and so I, I get it. It is what it is. But uh, here's a cool fact, by the way. When I was in there talking to Randy, that building right there, that bank is housed in, which if you've ever seen it, you know what I'm talking about. You can tell it's dated because it was made in the back in the 60s <laughs> and it's all concrete and it's very unique like that. It was actually designed by the same guy who designed the Memphis airport. Cool little history fact there, but still kind of sad that, um, you know, they're going to be changing to Cadence Bank. I'm kind of curious to see how it goes and hope it's all positive. It will be. Like, I'm still adjusting to First Horizon over First Tennessee, but it's something that comes with it and eventually you forget. Yeah, you move on. Yep. We want to give a shout out to the Val Victorians, Salutatorians, star students, and teachers. We feel like this is an important thing, and we're going to start off with Center Hill. It's not because we have somebody here who works with Center Hill. It's C is first in the alphabet, so we're going to go with that. Val Victorian, Alexandria Edwards, Salutatorian, Alexandra Snyder, star student, Carson Ewing, star teacher, Tony Coleman. Lewisburg, Val Victorian, Haley Morgan, Salutatorian, Gabe Dennis. Star students, Benjamin Armstrong, Gabe Dennis, Jason Hoffman, and John McCommon. Star teachers, Maggie Dennis, Amy Hoffman, and Tracy Hunter. Finally, we have Olive Branch, Val Victorian, Samantha Cummings. Salutatorian, Elizabeth Salatorian Yards. Star student, Samantha Cummings. Star teacher, Christine Hicks. We want to give a special thanks to Bob Bakken for his article on this for all the information. And you can go ahead and check that out at DeSotoCountyNews.com. Guys, last couple of weeks we have mentioned um, a spring cleanup day, and hopefully you were able to utilize that. But we also want to let you know DeSoto County is hosting its Household Hazardous Waste Day. It is scheduled for Saturday, May 15th from 8 a.m. to 12 p.m. at the Lander Center in South Haven. Now, you ask yourself, what is household hazardous waste? Well, household hazardous waste is unused or leftover portions of products containing toxic chemicals. Any product which is labeled caution, poisonous, toxic, flammable, or corrosive should not be disposed with regular household waste. Paint cans are a special point of distinction. They are considered hazardous waste, especially if they have leftover paint in them. If you have any empty cans, you can discard your empty cans as long as it's dry on the inside in your normal trash. Now, if you have a little bit of paint left and you want to dry it out yourself and save your trip to the Lander Center, you can take spare kitty litter or sawdust or sand, anything that will dry out the contents and make the entire inside dry, and you can then throw it away in your normal trash. Also, e-waste and normal rubbish, as well as tires, there is a drop-off location for Olive Branch area residents, and that is the DeSoto County Rubbish Pit. That is at 5255 West Sandage Road in Olive Branch, and they do this Monday through Friday, 7.30 a.m. to 4.30 p.m., and are even open on Saturday, 8 a.m. to 2 p.m. Now, if you're wanting to get rid of some oil, the oil disposal location is at Eastern Maintenance Shop. That is at 10947 Highway 178 in Olive Branch. This is Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. to 3.30 p.m. Now, I know that was a lot here, so we'll add all this information to the show notes so you can reference it. 
Guys, when you get done throwing away all your junk and your hazardous material, please check out our friends over at DeSoto Cleaning. This company is absolutely fantastic. Brian runs a top-notch service, and he will help you with any floor or any type of special cleaning you can imagine. I know for a fact he specializes in tile and grout, hardwood, and carpet steam cleaning. But I can tell you, if you go visit his Facebook page at DeSoto Cleaning, you will be blown away by some of the videos he has on there. And it's numerous, numerous positive reviews of customers that are completely satisfied and reuse him constantly. This is the place to be. He has over 17 years of experience. And let me tell you this. If you mention OB Pod, you get a 15% discount as well as you can also be looking for a discount if you're an educator, a first responder, or even in armed services, they also get 20% discount. Please check them out, again, at their Facebook page at DeSoto Cleaning. Being able to offer those kinds of discounts, especially to first responders and military, shows how much he cares about the community. I couldn't agree more. The state of Mississippi will be permanently closing all 81 WIC food distribution sites so they can streamline the process with their eWIC card. This will make it more convenient for them as well as allow them to choose where they want to purchase food and infant formula. This is going to cause the loss of approximately 70 jobs in the state while affecting approximately 85,000 people on WIC. So basically in layman's terms, guys, if you use WIC or you know a relative or someone who has been using WIC or enjoys the program, they're basically just going to convert it to uh, the card, debit cards, a so. debit card system to where they can actually buy what they want at more generalized stores in the area. So they're not going to lose the opportunity, they're just actually losing the brick and mortar buildings. Again, it's another situation of progress. We'll see how it goes. Now we want to congratulate Olive Branch Police Department for adding two new officers to their police force earlier this week. Officer Janice Bowes and Officer Joseph Pinkston. Yes, thank you for both of those, and we look forward to seeing y'all serve the area. Sadly, I mentioned earlier about news stations at my school. There was a shocking arrest at Center Hill High School this past week. Amy Craft. 47, who is a teacher assistant in the area, a former teacher assistant, as I should say, was arrested and charged with inappropriate touching molestation uh, of a 13-year-old young man. This happened uh, in an automobile in the parking lot there at my school at 1 a.m. one night. This is a deeply saddening to hear, very tough to absorb as a educator of young people and, you know, and has this person worked in schools. And so this affects everyone in unique ways. And so I want to say uh, we give our thoughts and prayers to anyone who is directly affected by this because this is just a, just an absolute negative situation for all parties. And hopefully we can heal and, you know, come to a conclusion from this. Guys, we hate to end announcements on sad news like this, but it is part of our community and everybody needs to know. And so if you want to get out of Dodge because of this and you have a house that maybe needs a little repair and you just don't want to fool with realtors and just want to get cash quick, this is the place to go. Uh, this is Rodman Properties, and their website is ibuydesoto.com. I strongly suggest you check it out. They do more than just buying and selling them homes. They do rental properties, property management, different things, and it is just a really great resource to have here locally, especially with when you're ran by such a fantastic couple, Spence and Abby Rodman. If you check their Facebook pages out, you will see the homes they're renovating and they're revitalizing the areas of small communities, and a lot of times people will forget about and leave behind and because a lot of times they were able to acquire these houses with a really fair price give a person who needs who's in need 
uh, help them through a tough situation, and then they build the community back up through it. I think that's the big thing is, is right now it's a seller's market, so they're making sure that the sellers are getting exactly what they deserve, but they're also keeping Olive Branch, Olive Branch. Absolutely. I think you really need to look at this company if you're considering selling your home, especially if it needs a little repair or something. You just don't have the time to fool with going through maybe or a realtor patients. process. Um, or anything else, you just don't know. It's different for everybody. Give them a look at, that is iBuyDeSoto.com. That's going to wrap up our announcements, and we have a terrific show ahead. I was able to sit down with Dale Dickerson and get a little bit from him. Yeah, and we also have back with Bob to talk about the KJ Wright 7-on-7, as well as we're going to do something a little unique. We're going to change it to a kind of a TV series review, as well as we have sports at the end, so do not miss out. Do you think you're paying too much for insurance or you're tired of not actually getting an agent when you call? I think it might be time to switch to the home team at Farm Bureau Insurance. Josh McIntyre is our local agent and supports our schools, our local businesses, community, and even takes care of all our insurance needs. That's home, life, and auto. Give him a call today, 662-893-5250, or visit him at his office at 6901 Cockrum Road, which is Highway 305. All right, listeners, we're back with Bob, and today we're going to talk about K.J. Wright coming back into the community. Uh, He had a seven-on-seven tryout that happened over there at Snowden Grove. Bob, I saw you got to go over there and check it out. Why don't you give the listeners a heads up on what was going on and how it went? All right, well, good to be back with you guys. I appreciate it. Uh, K.J. Wright, of course, well-known in this area for uh, playing with the uh, Seattle Seahawks. Uh, He's been... Uh, playing uh, there with him for uh, 10 years. Now he's a free agent. He's, But um, he is, uh, I guess, wanting to start a, a seven-on-seven elite uh, youth football program. And so uh, here recently they had tryouts, uh, two rounds of tryouts, and I was able to see um, one of them. And uh, this is for our youngsters uh, ages 10 to 15. Uh, got a chance to uh, see them go through some drills and, uh, KJ, not the only one uh, assessing the talent. He had some others there who were uh, checking out the kids, and it looked like they were having a great time, but going through workouts, uh, and uh, then they would uh, be looking at them. I think they did some filming as well, and from there uh, chose, um, I guess it ended up to be three teams because he said it was going to be 10 and 11s and 12 and 13s and 14s and 15s. And uh, When I asked him about uh, you know where this team is going to play, uh, you know, he said, hey, I want to take this uh, team to Seattle, to Atlanta, to New Orleans, and, and, and I want to beat their butts, as he, as he put it. You know, uh, he wants uh, this team to be an elite team that can uh, play against the best uh, youth football players in the country. So uh, we'll see how it goes. It was fun to catch up with him again. Awesome. That's, that's fantastic. It's good to see a kind of a local hero come back to the area and do something to give back. and. Uh... You know, we're pretty excited as well because we've got, we've got to be able to talk to um, some people here that we had kids there, and I think we even got a parent or two that will join us. So um, that's just great stuff. And as always, Bob, we really appreciate everything you do and contribute to the podcast. And uh, we ask that you continue doing that awesome work, and we look forward to having you again on the show. All right, yeah, looking forward to it as well. Thank you very much. I know uh, I'm hearing uh, from more people who are listening to your podcast and i think that's great uh, great uh, information for the olive branch area and hope i can be a small part of it 
Absolutely, Bob. Again, man, thanks again, and uh, until next time. Uh, We'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Guys, as a special treat, I was able to speak to one of the parents that got an acceptance letter from K.J. Wright, Elite 7-on-7 team, and he's an old playing buddy of mine from high school, James McGowan. James, please tell everybody how this experience has been for you. I did this one thing, man. Since my my guys have been young, you know, I work out with them. I I, I train them as much as I can. I, I mean, I take night shifts at work to be able to, you know, work out with them during the day so for all that to culminate in, in one thing and, and being able to watch them and then for him to be able to meet KJ that day and then not only meet him but to excel in the trial and then get picked to be on his team you know it was like a highlight for him he man, he, he had been asking about it since they did it. he was like how are we gonna know if we made it how are we know if we made it I said, man, they going to call me or email me or something, man. It's going to be all right. You did good. I got you. Well, tell me tell me this. How did it make you feel as a dad, like getting getting to read that email? Um, what, what does it mean to you? Man, the smiles. I mean, I mean, it wasn't even words. It was more or less, you know, where you, you see the coach pumping his fist. That's that's what I felt like, you know. It was like, yes. I mean, I, I, I know as far as a parent, you know, the, the work that they put in and to see them get, you know, Basically, like notifications saying, "Hey, you're doing the right thing." Man, it, I mean, it, it made me smile beyond words. So that's awesome, James. I'm 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 super happy for you. I'm happy for your for your family in this situation. And uh, man, I can't wait to hear about the experience when it comes through. And uh, maybe we can get you back on the show for a, a kind of a follow up. Would you be all right with that? Yeah, that's fine, man. I sure appreciate it, James. Again, thank you so much for your time. All right, thanks, man. Is planning your summer getaway becoming too much of a hassle? Then reach out to Sue Ellen and Ann Christopher of Magical Destinations. Whether it's a trip to Disney World, Universal Studios, or a tropical getaway, these ladies can help you plan the trip of your dreams. They work to get the best rates with headache-free planning. Magical Destination is locally owned in Hernando, so give them a call today at 662-469-6304, or you can find them on Facebook or Instagram at Magical Destinations Unlimited. We've got Dale Dickerson of Ward 6 already, the sitting alderman right here. How you doing tonight, Dale? Doing fantastic, Cash. Oh, glad to hear it. Well, I don't want to waste too much of your time or anything. We were chit-chatting a little bit before the show and having a couple of good laughs, and your personality and charisma is off the charts, and I just wanted the people to be able to get a little bit of that. So can you tell us about your background here in Olive Branch? Well, let me tell you... uh, we had a candidate speaking back in March for all the Republican candidates at the municipal courthouse here in Olive Branch. Mm-hmm. And I was the last speaker. And when I got up, I told him, I said, I was born and raised right here in Olive Branch. When I say right here, the house I lived in till I was 12 years old is on the site where our courthouse is now. Wow. And, and when I moved, I moved about 200 yards from the front door of the existing high school. So. When I say I'm right here from Olive Branch, I am right here from the heart of Olive Branch and lived here for 66 years. Holy cow. I mean, and you truly mean it. I mean, you were telling me beforehand that your family even has all the roots back to the first police officer. Was that right? Yes. Yeah. The first paid police officer. Yes, sir. Oh, my goodness. Yes. uh, I just recently uh, retired at the end of 2019 after a 46 plus year career at AT AT&T. Married, uh, my wife Sherry. She's from around here, also. Family here. All of all of our families on both sides are all here in Olive Branch. 
back in my early days in Olive Branch, uh, my father, my grandfather, and I were all on the volunteer fire department at the same time back in the early 70s. We went to paid firemen, so I jumped on the ambulance service for a little while. I've been a coach with the Little League. I served uh, one term as a uh, election commissioner. And in 2004, the city had grown enough that they expanded from four wards to six wards. And the area I live in was a vacant position that was going to be open in one of the new wards. So I threw my hat in the ring in 2005 and got my first election win back then. And since then, uh, I'm serving four terms now and fixing to start the fifth because I'm going to pose for my fifth term. Yes, sir. Well, for as much as you've lived, breathed, and bled for Olive Branch, there's not a better man for the job right now. It doesn't seem like it. Well, I, I've been fortunate. I'm the only alderman in the DeSoto County that has not had an opponent for the last two election cycles. It's always nice to see people go out and run and get involved in the community, but just hearing your background story, the motivation for you to continue running seems like it's right there. This is... Yeah, I have have really, really enjoyed serving as an alderman. It has been one of the most rewarding things I've ever done. I I can honestly believe it because you went back from when it was 1,500 people to what it is now and continuing to grow. Right. So has just being a part of Olive Branch for this long, I know you probably still have a vision for it, but has it exceeded every vision that you've ever had in the city? I could have never imagined growing up and even in my early adulthood to see what we have here now. It is just beyond belief. Uh, anybody that moved what moved away 25 years ago and came back would not recognize the place. And they would just recognize the old town, but everything else would be just jaw-dropping. No, and I mean, that's one of the most fascinating things. After the Alderman meeting yesterday, I always like to go over to Old Town and just drive through that little part because there's a nice, warm, almost like a hug feeling you get whenever you drive through Old Town. And so the ability I've always, for... I've always compared it to Mayberry. When, when I was growing up, it was, you know, you had your grocery store, the bank, the furniture store, the clothing store, the TV repair shop, the post office, all of that was just... The barbershop, everything was located right in Old Town. That was the heart of the city. Yeah, and I mean, we've done such a fantastic job of preserving it, and I can't thank y'all enough. And hopefully, even with everything that continues to grow, we're able to keep that and kind of expand it with a lot of the growth. That is something I certainly hope, and I think there are some plans in the future that I hope uh, come to fruition that will further develop the Old Town area to try to draw some of the millennials back into downtown and have them something to do down there. (laughs) Most certainly. And I think that that's the kind of feel that they're looking for. When you see a lot of the big cities that are coming up, a lot like Midtown, Memphis, Austin, Texas, out in Portland, they're looking for something that's very old town feely. That's, that's what we're looking to do is expand that. And, uh, you know, it's been fine like it has, but, the younger people are not going to go downtown to look at antiques and stuff like that. They're looking for some kind of entertainment, something to eat, being able to walk and, and do activities in a small zone like that. They absolutely are. And one of the other things, you talked about being with AT&T for such a long time, and it looks like you're still in media trying to give people the information that they need with OBTV. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Well, last year I was asked to take over the 
play-by-play broadcasting for the Olive Branch High School football team. Uh, Mr. Jimmy Woods had done it for probably 40 years, and he decided to retire. And I've been going to football games since I was probably six years. I've been going for 50-something years to Olive Branch High School games. Oh, and they didn't know anybody else that went as much as I did, so they asked me would I do it, and I was glad to do it. I really enjoyed doing that. Play-by-play is something that's always it's it's more difficult than you expect. You know, you think you're always yelling at them on TV and think you can do it just as easily, but as soon as you get behind that microphone and watching the game live and having to watch it in a different way, it's just like, oh, maybe I should take uh, it easy. I'm going to tell you that is the exact truth because I said I have watched more football games than that I can care to count. <laughs> and this is easy to do, but immediately from watching the game and trying to describe what's going on to somebody that maybe not be watching it, but just listening to you is awful difficult. And I admire the announcers on TV that know all the names so easily just roll off the tongue. That is not easy to do. No, it is not. Even when you have a list and then, cause as soon as you have that list, you're looking down and you're like, Oh, how, how do I organize this to where I can find it? And we're two plays in, let me just regather and myself. You, and you do not want to mispronounce somebody's name because Ooh. somebody's mama's not going to be happy. No, they are not. And, <laughs> and I enjoy high school athletics. I've, I've started following the boys and girls basketball team at Olive Branch. Uh, been going to most of their games the last three or four years. I've been fortunate to have been in the stands when the Olive Branch boys won their championship a couple of years ago. And I was been in the stands for the girls' last three championships. I enjoy athletics, high school athletics. I was about to say, you came in at the right time for the men, and especially the women, as they are a complete dominant force, as we were talking about in one of our first or second episodes. And brought they are them great again. ambassadors for our city. Yes, they are. The last point we want to talk about is just transparency of the government. And I know that you've been a part of this the whole way through, so you've had no problem with a lot of the transparency. Are there something? I do not have any problem at all with transparency. I, I wish more people would would come to our meetings and get involved. I, I know that when you go to some of the meetings, there's just a lot of uh, repetitive, boring type stuff. There's just um, administrative decisions that have to be made that they really not don't want to sit through. When there's a hot button issue with a rezoning or something, a lot of times we'll get a, a pretty full crowd and it will be very active and very vocal with the citizens. But most of the time, if it's not affecting them, nobody cares what's going on. Uh, just from my limited experience, I can say that that is very true. But I mean, is there some things that people can just randomly come in and ask the aldermen to do? Like Anytime somebody wants to address the board, we have a process that they have to go through. They have to contact our city clerk and asked to be put on the agenda for public comments, and, and they and it, and it doesn't cost anything. There's nothing, no paperwork to fill out. They just have to ask to do it. And when they do, they will be given an opportunity to come speak to us with whatever's on their mind. And then we have regular public hearings where we're having maybe a rezoning that the public uh, is invited and it's been advertised that they can come to speak for or against uh, a rezoning, whatever. But... Those are the opportunities for the citizens to come speak to us. No, that's a lot of good information. So, and people, there is no issue too small to you to just go ahead and contact the city clerk and get put in front of the board of aldermen. They have no problem talking to you and working no, on we've you. Had, we had a, uh, a lady that came to talk to us about kids bouncing a ball in her yard. <laughs> and, and, and we let her come and talk to us because it was important to her. Absolutely. So, 
And sometimes I mean, it, there's a simple her, enough solution. I mean, and that that's the kind of things that people need to know about. Now, yes, some might think it's small or petty, but to anybody, these are big issues. Well, to her, it was a big issue. Nobody else seemed to think it was, but to her, she wanted to talk to somebody, and we were glad to give her her forum to speak to us about it. <laughs> and is there any thought of moving a lot of these alderman meetings to be a little bit more accessible, like uh, live streaming them or recording them so people can come back and listen to them? I don't know if there's any plans. Uh, I wouldn't have any objection if, if somebody wanted to take on that task and try to figure that out. I don't know whether anybody in our administration, we got a new administration that'll be coming in in July that may, be, may want to take that project on. I certainly don't have a problem. Uh, I just, I'm afraid that if we go to all that trouble, I'm not sure how much viewership we'll ever have. That now, is I know a good be point. There, but I just don't think it's don't, very many people will ever tune into it unless there was something that was a hot button issue. They just wanted to go back and look at it or something. But I think the viewership would be very small. Might not be worth everything that it costs to end up running it. And you very well you know, could it, be right. It, it just we'll just have to see when the new administration comes in. You know what how they feel about it and, and you know, whether they're willing to pursue that. I, I just don't know. But I don't have a problem with anybody wanting to do it. Hey, that's the big thing. All we can do is ask these questions and try. Yes. Well, Dale, I, I thank you so much for your time, and I can't thank you enough for coming on here. Is there anything else that you want to talk about before we get off? The only thing I'll mention is is I know there's been a lot of negative things talked about about the city during the annexation, but when you look at the national picture of what people think about all the branch, in 2017, Money Magazine said we were the sixth best place to raise a family in the United States. We were also ranked the fastest growing city in America a few years back. And then when they came to the best cities to live in in, in Money Magazine, 2005, we were 38th. 2020, we were 35th. But in 2017, they thought we were the fifth best place to live in the United States. So when you live close here, you might see the thorns, but everybody from afar sees we're a rose garden. And we're a shining star for the state of Mississippi. I couldn't agree with you more, and I don't think it could have been said any better. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a booster for the city of Olive Branch. I, I'm a cheerleader. It's like, it's like your own child. You're proud of his accomplishments. You're embarrassed and maybe sorry if you make a mistake. But if you falsely attack me, I'll be like the mama grizzly bear after you. <laughs> well thank you so much for your time dale and i hope you have a wonderful evening thank you sir i appreciate your time i appreciate y'all doing this podcast for the city thank you thanks good night all right are you tired of an unimpressive lawn or need some help from a local professional to get your yard the way you want it? Look no further than Master Lawn for your weed control and fertilizing needs. Master Lawn has been serving the Olive Branch community and surrounding areas for over 25 years and is ready to add you to their long list of satisfied customers. Contact them today for a free quote through their website, www.masterlawninc.com or call 901-250-0873. All right, guys, we're going to roll right into our TV review, and this week we're going to do something special. This happens to be the 10-year anniversary to the start of one of Cash and I's favorite shows, and that is Game of Thrones. 
Can you believe it's already been 10 years? If I didn't feel old, I do now. Man, I how did you discover Game of Thrones? Believe it or not, I did not start watching Game of Thrones until season three was out because I had my brother and another person come and tell me, what in the heck are you doing not watching the show? Because <laughs> if you remember, the original season did not get a lot of press. This was one of the original series that HBO created that didn't have a lot of uh, publicity. And it was kind of a test run of what we all enjoy now. Yep. I mean, to my knowledge, the intro was completely reshot and redone. But I was like you. I didn't start until right before season three aired. I actually was reading a Rolling Stone magazine. And there was an interview with Peter Dinklage. And I just randomly read it. Immediately acquired season one and season two in ways that people used to acquire tv shows we will not mention yeah that you know, like, like, uh, <laughs> that's neither here nor there but so i i just binged them in literally two nights my brother came home from screening a movie and he just sees me just <laughs> coffee-eyed ridden and just like what are you doing it's like you've got to watch this show and the whole weekend gone watching game of thrones um, and i was there it went bought the books and i gotta say there's not going to be another show like this. I really don't think so. So if you haven't figured it out, it is an epic TV series. If you have not watched it, do yourself a favor. You. Shame on you. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Anyway, go to HBO, find a person who has an HBO Max, log in, whatever you got to do, and go ahead and start watching it. It is truly one of the coolest, most adventurous TV series Bar none, in yeah. my mind. And, you know, it's a little Dungeon and Dragony when it comes to the way things look and everything else, but the drama and the way it's written, it will surprise you every single episode with something unique, something different. It breaks the norms of stereotypical drama, action, you name it. Anything you think should happen doesn't. Anything you think sh- uh, shouldn't happen does. It's just it's just fantastic on so many different levels. Shocking deaths, betrayals, um, you know, character development and growth, and uh, just like special effects alone. Oh my goodness! I it's mean, just, it's over the top. Creatures that you just didn't even know existed, and a weird take on ones that we see everywhere. Like dragons, you always see crawling around on fours, having all these different things. But no, George R. R. Martin wanted them to just only have wings. And so they only have two legs. I mean, that, that is a take that you don't see really anywhere else. There are so many unique features to everything of this alternate reality world. Um, and it's just such a cool collaboration of characters, cast. Um, just a whole develop. world you get to dive into talking with exactly. your friends. Exactly. I mean, so to give you a quality review here. To let you know, Cash and I actually used to review this show on a different podcast back in the day. But I will tell you this. The show is absolutely fantastic. But I'm also, like we did back on another pod, we're going to be real straight with you. We were not real happy with certain parts of it. But the overall show, the overall show from start to finish could be a top three, even a top two show series across the board worth seeing. I mean, if it didn't end so poorly, in my opinion, I think it's probably the number one show of all time. Um, and it, here's the deal. The way it ends is purely based on your opinion of it because it had such an ending that everybody had a mixed a feeling of how it goes. So some people actually loved it. Some people actually didn't care for it. Some people were heartbroken. Some people were hooray. You name it. I strongly encourage you to go watch it and fall in love with it like we did and suffer through the demise of it being over <laughs> when it's all and over. And so... 
Just just letting you know. And if you are a history buff, you will notice a lot of events that happened in history unfold in this show. And so you get to see history repeat itself in kind of a fantastical way. Also, you'll also be able to get so many one-liners and so many phrases you've probably heard and didn't realize, like Jon Snow, you know nothing, <laughs> winter is coming, uh, you know, all these things. There's so many of them. I drink and know things. Like I mean, there's so much that you take from the show and... Like just reliving it. Like I rewatched a couple of the episodes. Some of my top favorites, like HBO Max, is kind of curating something. Is like if you want blood, go to this playlist, and we'll give you the top seven battle oh, scenes yeah. throughout. I could, I, I could imagine that Red Wedding is going to be somewhere in the top five of that. Oh yeah, you I, know, just just give you a heads up, people, if you're watching. So again, that's a, that's good for us. We just want to let you know. Go watch it. And connect with us on social media after you do. Or if you've already watched it and agree with us, or you have an opinion on the ending or whatever, hit us up on Twitter or Facebook right now and let us know what you think. We we will have no problem staying up all day, all night, just talking Game of Thrones with you. I mean, this is a show that we truly loved and appreciate. And I want to get back to having those kind of watch parties. We used to get together every Sunday night to watch the show and then just talk about it. I know it. Thanks, thanks, COVID, for ruining a lot of that. But anyway, let's move on. We're going to get into sports for the local area. Cash, what what happened this week? Whoo, we had a couple of doozies, and your school was at the top of them. Yeah, let's. Uh, if you if we need to skip over, no, go ahead. <laughs> hit, hit Are you it. sure? It was a, it was a rough week for our baseball team, so just go ahead and let the folks know. They had a three game series with Lafayette, starting off on Tuesday. They lost one to ten. They followed it up with a goose egg on Friday, and Lafayette scored 10 again. And on Saturday, it was a little bit more respectable. They lost to Lafayette 1-7. to Yeah, I went to the game on Saturday. Um, we were on the phone, actually, when uh, you were watching this game. Yes, there was a couple choice words. Yeah, I, you know, here's the deal. We have some great kids, great players and stuff. And, you know, sometimes, you know, just a costly era – in such a critical moment, you know, it's one thing to have an error. Yeah. It's another to have it in such a costly moment. That's tough, man. You know, when you got multiple people in base, it's an easy out. Kid, unfortunately, misses a, what I would consider a routine out in the outfield. You know, get me wrong, he had to run a little bit, you know. But, hey, you know what? They're young kids. That's what kids do. You learn from these things. You pick up your bootstraps. You pull your pants back up, and you get back out there, and you go play ball. And they never gave up. So I give them that. To me, that, that that's the positive. You didn't see kids hanging their hats. You didn't see them losing their gusto or throwing helmets. <laughs> Look, they got swept. It is what it is. You know what? They made it to the playoffs. They're going to go into the playoffs, and hopefully they got a renewed spirit going into it. We'll see what happens. That's all you can ask for. Center Hill softball, they were doing a little bit better. They played Lake Cormorant on Thursday, and they won 9-8 to in a thriller of a game. Yes, it was quite of a thriller. I think they were down pretty good and ended up coming back pretty strong. And Late in the game. Late and in the I, game. I believe they ended up taking it in the final inning. They did, and so it was a big W. Uh, it solidified them going to the playoffs as well. So congratulations to Coach Ravino and the girls. Good job. We love to see it. We're going to move on to Olive Branch Baseball. They played Lewisburg in a series, and whew, we thought Lafayette was doing well. Lewisburg is continuing to do things. Olive Branch played them Tuesday, and they lost, uh, you are hearing this correctly, 1-19. to I don't know how we had games stopped earlier due to run rule. I'm sorry. I'm mad at the officials right now. That is borderline child abuse. Like, it is bad. And, um, you know, and I hate that it's happening between two of our, our schools. schools. 
you know, but it just, it's another example where Lewisburg is, I'm not, I'm not, going, not afraid to say it and sugarcoat it. They are on a different level when it comes to baseball. Yeah. Right I now. mean, they're a top 10 program. Like, um, there's no doubt about it. Could be top five. You know, I mean, it's just opinions vary. That's, and, that's tough to swallow right there, you know, because that's demoralizing. And it I is. hate it for the kids at Olive Branch. You know, I mean, it's ending the season. We know Olive Branch is not going to the playoffs. I get all that. You know, and you just you hope that doesn't dash those kids when it comes to, you know, building for next year and so on. So I wish them luck. We'll see how it goes. Hey, I mean, and like you said earlier, they came back on that field Friday. Yeah, they lost zero to seven, but there was an improvement. And then they came back out Saturday, put up six runs against Lewisburg. They still lost six to nine. But you see the progress even throughout something like this. Absolutely. So kudos to Olive Branch for sticking with it, and congratulations to Lewisburg for a three-game sweep. And a three-game sweep that I understand means they solidified district champs again for 13 years in a row. Golly. As well as, my understanding is, Coach Cagle got his 300th career victory. 300th? That is correct. I mean, that... That's something to be proud of. Absolutely. Kudos to him. Congratulations, Coach Rusty Cagle. I believe it or not, we, I used to work with Coach Rusty Cagle over to Soto Central back in the day. <laughs> and so uh, special congrats to him and uh, congrats it, to Lewisburg Baseball. Keep going with it. Bring home the title. Believe it or not, that was actually my eighth grade football coach. He was on the little coaching staff, so it's crazy that. to see it. So how about that uh, Olive Branch softball? They played Lake Cormorant in – DeSoto Central this week. On Tuesday, they played Lake Cormorant, lost four to eight. Friday, they lost to DeSoto Central three to five. And Saturday, they lost to Lake Cormorant five to fifteen. Tough week for the softball team. Tough week. But you gotta love seeing that they're putting runs up on their opposition and getting those bats hot. So then you get a little bit of pitching, and all of a sudden you got a winning program. We've already discussed Lewisburg baseball. What about Lewisburg softball? They were doing some things this week. They played DeSoto Central on Thursday. They won 7-5, to five, and then they beat Tupelo in a thriller on Friday, 3-2. to two. That's a big win. That's it's a, big a huge win. win. That's a, that's pretty awesome. Especially too. seeing what Tupelo did last week against Olive Branch. Like, yes. It's nice to see the community rally together and get a couple wins against Tupelo. Yes, absolutely. So congratulations to all those teams. Congratulations to all the teams that are making the playoffs. We wish y'all luck for next week, and we will cover those in great detail the best we can. Guys, as always, we want to tell you uh, as we close the show out, every sponsor we have on this show is somebody that provides a service or does something good for the community to build the community. We really encourage you to listen to them and check them out and possibly even employ them for your services. If you're looking for work, like we said, Michael Hatcher and them have a fantastic opportunities. I hope you enjoyed the interview with Russ. Additionally, if you have not checked out our brother podcast, that is Under the Water Tower podcast out of Hernando, they do an awesome job down there. They just had great interviews with the Hernando softball team, which is number one in the state. Uh, and that was a fantastic interview. Had a couple of the girls on there. And so we wish them luck moving on through their season. And as always, make sure you check us out on social media. That is at Twitter and on Facebook at OBPod. Our email account is theobpodcast at gmail.com. Whatever podcast provider you listen to us, please give us a positive review, as well as a subscribe to make sure you do not miss any future content. So until next week, guys, this is Zach. And I'm Cash. And we'll see you then. Bye.